do something to me, something deep inside. I'm hanging on the wire for love I'll never find. You do something wonderful. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm delighted to be joined this week by Alex Webb whose album British Standard Time has been out for a couple of months now. There are some great tracks on this album with singers such as Joe Harrop, Luca Manning, Tony Monrell and Carol Thompson. And they're singing all sorts of things including Give Me the Night, Lullaby of Birdland. My favourite is the Weller classic You Do Something To Me which Luca Manning sings. The album also features Tony Coffey on soprano, alto and barry sax, Leo Richardson on tenor sax and flute, Andy Davis on trumpet and flugelhorn, who's a force of nature, Nathaniel Cross on trombone, and Jamie McCready on guitar, as well as Flo Moore on electric and acoustic bass, and Sophie Alloway, drums and percussion. Sure, I've missed somebody. It's a huge list of great, great British jazz musicians. Alex has taken some really classic sort of pop and rock tracks, really. The Very Thought of You, which is lovely. And Mad About the Boy, the Noel Coward track, which Carol Thompson sings absolutely beautifully. So I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Alex. Hi there. Hey, Alex. Hi. So we can talk about British Standard Time. This is a great album. Thank you. So tell me how you decided, um, first of all, how you decided to do it and then uh, choosing the tracks, choosing the singers, you know, all of that. How did it happen? Well, it, it actually came, um, came about a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Well, I'd been doing some work with the singer Joe Harrop, who features on the album. And I wanted to find um, a kind of uh, context or some kind of badge for a show with her because there's a lot of female singers out there. <clears throat> Although Joe is one of the very best, there's a danger of just, just being another female singer on the scene. So I wanted to have something distinctive about the show. And I had this idea of, um, you know, British repertoire. And it been that idea, has, I'm not the first person that's, that's thought of that, you know, but um, Joe and I sat down when we really... Uh, looked at it in detail. And <clears throat> one of the things we did was we didn't restrict it to the jazz jazz era or the jazz repertoire. So we were up to, for including pop songs, uh, you know, uh, songs from the musicals, all that kind of stuff. And of course, it's an amazing wealth of material from the 20s and 30s to the present day. And in fact, you know, the thing was then it's like, what do we leave out? You know, that we had we had so many ideas. Um, but we, so we we started uh, playing that around the jazz clubs and stuff, Joe and I with some very good musicians. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, that really cancelled everything. But uh, Mike Patel of Hampshire Jazz Club, who had had some help from the Cultural Recovery Fund, offered to help me make an album of the thing. And um, so then that kind of rekindled it. <clears throat> and I, I did a couple of new arrangements and looked at some of the stuff I did with Joe and wrote a couple of new songs and all that kind of stuff. And that's how we put the material together. Um, but I, uh, with Mike's help, we widened the pool of singers so that we had Joe on a few tracks. We had um, the great reggae singer Carol Thompson, who I had worked with previously. Uh, and she and I had, you know, 
vaguely talked about doing something together. So that was a chance. Mike brought in Tony Mumrell, who's a great soul singer, but also a superb jazz singer. And then we had a, a bit of a hiatus. We felt we needed another man. And then I suggested a singer that I'd heard of. I didn't know too much about, but I knew there was a buzz about him, which is Luca Manning, a Scottish guy who's now down in London. And um, I contacted Luca and he was up for it. And uh, so we had four singers who have all totally distinctive. That was something I think has works on the album. I mean, they're unmistakably different from each other. Um, and then we, we were literally into, into making the album. Now, one thing I'll say uh, to commend both the singers and the musicians is, um, <clears throat> you know, we didn't have much rehearsal time. We had a bit of rehearsal and then we had to go in. The singers, um, I think the only rehearsal, so they, they had, came around to my place. We ran through the tunes on the piano and then they had one session each and they had to nail these songs. And, um, and they did. They did it in the old fashioned way, you know, just uh, like do a few takes and we'll take the best one kind of thing, you know, really commend the singers. You know, they just did such a good job on those tunes. It's always uh, hard to know how something will be received when you put it out there. And it's a, it's a, you know, there's a lot of jazz product always at, being issued and, and so on, you know, and, I think it got really good reviews and, you know, we've just really started gigging it and we did a gig at um, Brasserie Toulouse-Lautrec to launch it. We're getting the show back out into, into the world again and I hope hopefully we'll see more of those. Of course, I can't have the four singers on the shows. At the moment, we're doing it with Carol Thompson and another male singer called Freddie Benedict to cover the male songs. But it's a, you know, it's a going concern and I hope hopefully we'll... Um, Every time we're out there, we'll be publicising the album as well. I love the choice of songs. I love the uh, the Rag and Bone Man, mm. Human. That's a great song. Well, um, I thought it was good to try to bring it a bit more up to date. And um, I think that something I try very hard as an arranger to do is to really make the arrangements work and in, in a particular way. So it's a jazz album. You know, it may have, I mean, it ranges from obviously jazz standards through to pop songs. But everything on that album is, is arranged and I hope is, is convincing as a piece of jazz. And it's something which may seem a small distinction, but it's quite important to me. There's quite a few bands out there and some people call it the global jukebox sound, where it's basically you do something crazy like, you know, you play the Sex Pistols as if it's 1920s jazz or whatever. Um, and you, people have a lot of fun with that. And a lot of the pleasure of that comes from the incongruity of it. What I was trying to do is something different, which is I want people to think that that Rag and Bone Man song was really was a piece of 50s jazz. It just happened to get covered recently by Rag and Bone Man. That's, that's the way around I think it should sound. Similarly with um, Tony Monrell's uh, singing, uh, you know, Give Me the Night. Uh, I want people to, to listen to that and think, wow, that's a great jazz song. Didn't, you know, didn't George Benson do a funk version of that sort of thing? You know, that's how it should sound. So the, the arrangement and the song should really be tied together like that. That's a very interesting way of thinking about it, actually, because quite often it happens the other way around, doesn't it? That you hear somebody do something and, and you then find out that it was written by Dolly Parton or something, you know, um, and, and you go, oh, well, that's weird. And I, I, I like that. But there's a there's not, as you say, there's not the incongruity sort of tongue in cheek nature yeah. of the, the other thing, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like when you hear Wonderwall done by you know, some random person and it sounds a bit weird, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's part, you know, I, I get it. That's part of the pleasure of that thing. But I'm trying to do something that's, that really feels like that that kind of 50s, 60s jazz sound, which is something I really love, you know, and, and that it sort of fits really tight with that. And it's interesting, isn't it, to consider what songs that are being written now will become 
the standards of tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. I think some there are some writers out there. I mean, I, I like your the Paul Weller. You do something to me. You know, that's a, that's yeah. becoming a standard in a way. It is. I mean, there's, there there are changes. There are kind of technical changes in how songwriting has uh, is done now. You know, there's, there's no question that I mean, in the period of the Great American Songbook, the average pop song was richer harmonically than most pop songs are now. That's just, it was written a different way. You, you had more chord changes, you had more key changes, you had that kind of musical know-how. And that carries on into some way into pop music of the 60s and 70s. And then it starts to fade a bit. And uh, it's, it's pop music now, and it's not a criticism, it's just a different way of making music. It's much more about the production. Remember years ago, I was working with a male singer who was, who was very keen to do some songs by Prince. You know, when we actually took the song, when we take the song out of the production, there's very little there. They're great records, but there's, you know, there's very little in terms of the, the skeleton of the song, the chords and, and stuff is very minimal. And that's how pop music tends to get written these days. Um, it's a different approach, but it can make it hard to find things that work as jazz. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone like Sting uh, writes, still writes solid songs in that classic sense. You know, there's a, there's a few of Melvis Costello, of course, we, we do almost blue. Um, I'm trying to think of someone more recently. Uh, there must be someone. I'm always on the lookout, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, brilliant. Um, tell me a little bit about your background. Well, um, I've done quite a few things, uh, not always involved with music. Um, I've worked a lot in the media and so on, but I have, uh, at various times, I've worked in venues, in the Bands on the Wall in Manchester, um, the Basscliff Jazz Club uh, in London, when that was, which is the first jazz place in uh, Hoxton back in the late 80s. And then um, I worked at the Barbican Centre. I've worked a bit in music radio, Radio 3. I've worked in music publishing. So I've seen quite a bit about the, the business. But for a lot of that time, I was on the side. I was playing or writing music. And then what happened in the last sort of 10, 15 years, it just, the music just got bigger and bigger. And I did more and more things to the point when for quite a few years now, I've, I've been a fully professional musician, um, which is not the easiest thing. Um, but, I, but I seem to be managing. I, I got through the pandemic by doing uh, a lot more teaching, which like everyone else. Um, but now I think the gig scene has picked up again. And uh, there seems to be a reasonable amount of work out there. I mean, it's never, never quite enough, but um, I've got quite a lot going on. I, I'm also, uh, I've done some work in music theatre. And uh, one of my projects is um, called Cafe Society Swing. It's a, a, a kind of music theatre piece of, about the true story of the first racially mixed venue in New York, which was Cafe Society in Greenwich Village at the end of the 30s. Um, and that's a really good show that's done three theatre runs in London, one in New York. And I'm negotiating to go back to New York in 2023. Um, it's not a done deal yet, but that's what I'm trying to do. So there's all that going on as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and I do, you know, I do bread and butter gigs in restaurants that you don't know about, you know, uh, yeah. that, that keeps my hand in. Um, that kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, you have to have a lot of stuff on the go, I think, as a musician just to, to get by. I spoke to uh, a musician a couple of episodes ago who was booked to do a restaurant gig uh, and Bernstein turned up. You know, it's like, you know, so, so they, they're not always awful, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not awful, always accompanied by the clink of cutlery on plates, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Apparently Earl Hines, the great old jazz pianist, had a thing about, you know, you, you never know who's going to turn up at a gig. You always That's why you always have to dress smartly and you always do your best job because even the rubbish, most rubbish gig, some important person can turn up, you know. Yeah. Um, I think what happens now, I think, which is not, not quite the same thing, but um, you, you look up at a gig, might be just a bread and butter gig, and someone's videoing you. 
that's quite happening quite a lot. So the worry there is that you don't never know what's going to turn up on YouTube. Excellent. Okay, so how is the best way for people to get hold of a copy of this so that the most money goes to the musicians? Well, uh, as you probably know, Bandcamp. There's a page on Bandcamp for this album, and um, that's the best way. Uh, they, they, I believe it's in, in record shops, if you can find a record shop. Um, <laughs> and um, if you do buy it on Amazon, please leave a review. But uh, and the other thing is, uh, look out for um, British Standard Time gigs. There will be more of them this year, and I'll always have albums for sale at the gig, which will be which actually cheaper for the for the buyer, and I get more money that way anyway. So, and you can get a signed copy or what have you. So that's uh, my my website is alexwebsongwriter.com. There's a little menu thing, upcoming concert, so you can always see what I'm doing. Fantastic, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Alex. It's really good to talk to you. And you. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Alex Webb. British Standard Time is out now, and if you follow the links in the show notes, you can find out where the performances are. At the beginning, you were listening to You Do Something To Me, and now this is Rag and Bone Man's Human. Thank you once more for joining me on Harmonious World and I hope this finds you well. Please do continue to share what you're good at to make this world a better place. you see it clearer? Are you deceived? In what you believe? Cos I'm only human and after all You're only human and after all Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>